Good morning and uh, welcome. What a uh, wonderful and beautiful day uh, as we share together worship here at uh, New Horizon in uh, the southwest uh, area of, um, of uh, Broward County in South Florida. I'm Pastor Rafe Vigil and I'm here to help lead us in worship and some of our other pastors will be help guiding us in worship too on this beautiful day as we uh, come together. It's a special day. We're going to be uh, sharing together in uh, our covenant commitment time, and, uh, and I know that uh, you've been hearing information about that, and you'll hear more as the morning goes along, but it is a beautiful day to worship our God, and so we come together in, uh, in the spirit and in truth and to, to give our praise to God and to lift God up. So let us enter into this time of worship and engage God's word and God's hope in this beautiful day. We've come into this place to praise the Lord and to sing about him and to him. And uh, won't you please stand now and join us. Father, we come into your presence and we ask that you inhabit these praises. And it's in Christ's name we ask. Amen. in the fire 
serve is he awesome? awesome do you find the God that we serve an awesome God yes. yes he is yes he is you are awesome in this place mighty God you are awesome in this place Abba Father you are worthy of lives we raise you are awesome in this place mighty God sing it with me you are awesome you are awesome in this
site, you go ahead and have a seat. For those of you at home who are engaging in worship digitally, I know you've been jumping around. Take a rest for a minute and sit down. Um, we uh, want to take a minute to talk about our, our pegs this morning. Um, this is our, the grounding of who we are as a community of faith, our prayer in, uh, to pray, engage, give, and to, uh, to serve. And I hope that you're doing that uh, in every way that you can every week. Um, as we uh, share in worship, we share in serving, we share in all that we do. We receive our giving um, at, on a regular basis, and so you can give. There are, for those of you who are on site, there are baskets here, and you like that paper stuff and dropping a, a paper check in, but we've also got in the uh, in way online in a digital format where you can give and, and give in that way and do that online. Um, and, uh, and I hope that you'll do that today. But I also want to share with you what we're doing today in, uh, in worship and what we're sharing in at this time. And that's the, the bold step of, of making a commitment, a covenant commitment. And there is a process of doing that. Uh, the old way was, you know, paper and pens. And uh, for those of you who prefer to do that, they're available here, um, right over here in this, this area. But I do know that we have this digitally, too. And how I know that we have this digitally is because I filled mine out online and sent it back in and actually even checked with the staff to make sure they got it and they did and so if this old guy can do it with technology then i know that it's simple and easy on our website through emails that you've gotten through snail mail and paper that's gone out in the mail that you've gotten what you need but he, um the covenant card is our way for us to engage in and, and practice our pegs. In other words, make a commitment, a vow, a promise, that we're going to do this together, uh, this journey of faith together. And, uh, and so on this uh, card, it lists our pegs, prayer, engage, give, and serve. And I say, check all those that apply, but then, you know, of course, in your pastor's you know, brain, he says, well, what, that means all of them. You know, you're just going to check them all. You check them off, but in the giving portion, you'll actually fill out what your promise is for giving for the next year, what your vow is, what your, you know, it's not, you know, something that we're going to send you bills about, you know, and, and be, and affect your credit score, but it is about how it affects your relationship with your community of faith and how we do that together, and so you'll fill that out with an amount per week or per month, um, and I I pray that you'll do this in whatever way is convenient for you and the way that it works for you, and I'll talk about this more as we go through our message. And if you do prefer paper and you do prefer a pen and you write, wrote it down or you brought it with you or you want to pick one up this morning, you, at our prayer time you can just simply lay it on the altar. We'll have some prayer time to pray over the commitments that we make together as a community of faith, and I hope that you'll uh, engage in worship in that way and that response to God's word by your vow and commitment to pray, engage, give, and serve at, uh, through New Horizon, our faith community that we share together. Amen? Amen. Pastor Lisa, lead us in prayer. Good morning. Will you bow your heads and join our morning prayer? As we enter into this time of prayer, O oh God, 
we offer our gratitude that you are always present to us. Holy God, in this time and place, we prepare to meet you as your body, the church. We acknowledge you as our head. We anticipate your spirit moving among us. We await your word, knowing that through it our lives and loves will be reordered. Come to us in power to confront, convict, and comfort. For we are your people made in your image. As we enter into worship, we want every word that is spoken or sung to lift you up and to make your name great. We desire to proclaim your truth, to hear from your word, and to respond to you with our worship. We have made plans for this time together, but we ask that it would truly be your spirit who guides us. Let us be willing to set aside our own agendas when we sense you leading us. We are so grateful to be able to gather, and we look forward with expectancy for what you will do in and through us today. Holy God, we are awed and humbled by your gracious presence among us. And we pray this morning as your son taught us to pray. Our, Our Father, Father, who art, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, come thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give, give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
So the, uh, the gospel message for us today comes from the gospel of Mark in the uh, 13th chapter. Now, the 13th chapter in Mark, Mark's a, a short book, so this is getting close to the end of Jesus' story of his walking here on earth. And so we are in Jerusalem, and it's coming close to that time when his arrest and his passion uh, would happen. So leading up to that, we have this story towards the, uh, the end of the gospel of Mark. As, uh, as Jesus left the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, look what awesome stones and, and buildings. Jesus responded, Do you see these enormous buildings? Not even one stone will be left upon another. All will be demolished. Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives across from the temple. And Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us, when will these things happen? What sign will show that all these things are about to come to an end? And Jesus said, watch out. Watch out that no one deceives you. Many people will come in my name saying, I'm the one. They will deceive many people. When you hear of wars and reports of wars, don't be alarmed. These things must happen. But this isn't the end yet. Nations and kingdoms will fight against each other. And there will be earthquakes and famines in all sorts of places. These things are just the beginning of the sufferings associated with the end. Amen. Amen. Most gracious and uh, holy God, may we without fear of what is to come courageously act on your behalf this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have you ever heard someone tell you you got a plan for the end because you don't want to leave it to anybody else? You know, you got a plan because you, you never know when it's going to come. And usually they're talking about, you know, you got to get your will in order. You know, you got to plan for your estates. You know, you got you to gotta make sure that you've put together that, that nice, nice trust that makes sure that you give to the church in perpetuity beyond your life, right? You've got to make sure that you've, you've done all that stuff. You've got to get everything in line and line it all up because the end is coming. The end is coming, you know, and, and some people would love to give that end a date, you know. Like, like, the end is coming in 2012. Didn't happen. You know, the end is coming, Y2K. Well, it's been a couple of decades, you know. Well, that's because, that's because this, this whole idea of the end is, is really about what we're going to do now. What we're going to do now, and... And, of course, people are going to say, well, then are you preparing now? Are you preparing now? Are you, are you putting things together now? I've, I found this interesting story this week of a, of a developer who develops survival condos. Have you ever heard of those survival condos? Well, what they've done is they've taken the old, abandoned Atlas missile silos built by the U.S. Corps of Engineers, the Army Corps of Engineers, uh, and they housed warheads in the 1960s, and they're in the middle of Kansas somewhere. And uh, what they did is they built condos in these old bunkers. 
Now, these are bunkers that are meant to keep the nuclear war and the nuclear holocaust out. And so uh, the article is actually called Bunkers for Billionaires. You know, and so they had these, they have built these uh, bunkers, and they're, they're condos. You know, 900 square foot home, you know, nice home, you got everything you need right in there. But of course, if you need a little more room, they've got the two story ones. And then, of course, there's penthouse condos. How you have a penthouse condo and a bunker, I don't know, you know, but it costs millions and millions of dollars, and it's like a second home. You can have, in fact, you can use it anytime, you don't have to wait for the end of days. In order to get in it, you could use it anytime you want to because this condo association has a pool, it has a theater, it has a general store, it, uh, it has a bar, it has a library, it has, you know, all the things that you would need if you're a billionaire and you need to prepare for the end of time because the end of time is coming. You know, this preparing and acting now for the future thing is we have this big churchy word for it. This big churchy word, the word is eschatology. Eschatology, the, the study of, the understanding of the end times. But in this scripture and throughout the scriptures, eschatology is not about predicting when or what will happen in the future, but eschatology is about understanding the wars and the rumors of wars and the earthquakes and all that kind of stuff that, that, that will happen in order to, so that we act today. So that we do something today. So it interprets something of our present situation. Jesus, in this passage, is talking about the immediacy of the gospel. The kingdom of God is at hand, is what Jesus has said all the way through his journey. That's been his teaching. The kingdom of God is at hand. You repent now. You act now. You do things now. You courageously and boldly do things now because the kingdom of God is knocking on the door and it's present and it's real. The, the door has been opened and it's been inaugurated with Jesus' coming into this world. And even when we don't understand and don't know the detailed information about what is to come, we act now so that, so that we are part of God's kingdom. But you hear how Jesus talks about it. Don't be led astray because it's going to happen. Don't be distracted because it's going to happen. Because you're going to hear rumors of wars and they're far off. And you see these big old buildings that are here and giant stones. I mean, giant stones that are like 40 tons that anchor some of that, that Western Temple wall. You know, and these are going to go away. And, and you don't, you, you, you know, you, you worry about all that kind of stuff. But what are you doing now? Don't be distracted in this moment. Because here's the thing. When it's coming down in the future and, you know, the earthquake's not rocking right under our feet, it's real easy to procrastinate, isn't it? Real easy to put it off. Real easy to say, oh, it's, I, I don't need to do my, uh, uh, my will right now because I'm feeling healthy and strong, right? I don't need to take any action now. I'll do that, fill in the blank, when I get past or get to this point, you know, fill in the blank. How many times have we all said that? Yeah, I'll do that when this happens or that occurs or, or this goes on. Like, oh, 
will have kids. I'll have kids when I can afford them. Well, there's the best birth control ever for you. Because you can never afford children, right? You can never afford it. You know, I'll, uh, I'll give more to the church. I'll give more financially when I'm making more. When there, I get past this um, financial struggle that I'm having right now. I'll do that when, you know, when I've, I've won the lottery. I love when people tell me, in church, I'll give plenty to the church when I win the lottery. I was like, big deal. What are you doing today? What are you doing today? What are you doing in this moment, at this time? I'll serve in ministry when my schedule at work loosens up a little bit. I'll serve in ministry and engage a little bit more when the children are out of the house and the kids are grown and gone and, and I've got more time. I'll give and I'll serve when this. One day it's all going to be demolished. It's all going to be gone. It will be gone. But what's happening today? Don't be led astray, Jesus says. Don't be led astray by the temptations of this world that it'll be okay. Here's the date. It's further out. You know, it's okay to be distracted. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll do more when I've, when I've got more time and I can, I can do more. The kingdom work is now. The kingdom work is on us. Following Jesus is now. The eschatological moment of Jesus' return is our present situation. How are we understanding? How are we living as if Jesus is walking in the door this moment? This eschatology, it's not meant to scare us about the end of the world. It's meant to give us a hope in our present moment. It's, it's for our hope right now in this moment. And so we come together and we covenant as a community of faith to give, to serve, to engage, and to, to pray in the community now. Oh, I'll engage when I have more time. When I have more time. Somewhere in the future, are you getting eight days in your week? You know, are you getting extra hours in the 24-hour day sometime? Whoops. You know? Maybe, maybe, maybe you just know something that I don't, that the years are going to be beyond 365 days. And, you know, you'll have more time, you know, to do it later on. Give and serve and engage now. Now is the moment. But that kind of action takes courage. It takes courage. The next faithful step in our Christian journey as individuals and as a community of faith is always about courage. And we have been blessed here at New Horizon in great ways of courageous steps that have taken place over years and years and years. Always pushing and gaining ground for God's kingdom and always moving forward. Always moving forward. The courage that it took to, to do that mission building over there, right? to do that mission building and to put that up. We, we started talking about that and raising money for that more than five years ago. And it's there now, and it was a courageous step that we took. But 
knowing that we had that building and that we were building that building and we had all of that going on, we also entered into a relationship with uh, a sister Methodist church two and a half years ago. And a, a year and a half ago, it became this wonderful merger as we came together. And so there's more people and more resources and, and another building and other opportunities for ministry out west that's happening. That took a courageous step. In the, in the last few months, or maybe about a year or so, we've been launching this digital campus and expanding our, our digital format and technology and, and doing all of that kind of stuff. And have you all noticed that there is a new website that's been out for a couple of months now, a brand new fresh website? And you know what that new website's going to drive? A new church app. An app. You can actually do church through an app on your phone. It's actually in the development stage, our, our resource technology people that you know, house it for us or whatever have already have our design and it's going to be up. And so yes, in a few weeks, you're going to have Pastor Rafe up here telling you, saying, pull out your phones, you know, go do this and do this and download the app. And from the app, you can engage. You can be, you can say, I was, I was engaged in this and I did this and I'll, I'll sign up to help here and I'll, I'll give this money for this purpose here and I'll, I'll give in this way. And you'll be able to do it from your phone and engage in the life of the community. That is a bold and courageous step as we continue to go forward. This congregation New Horizon has been blessed with great people and great infrastructure. And the next faithful step, use it now. Use it now. The, the digital stuff, the, the great people, the, the new buildings west and, and here on this campus in Flamingo, Use it all now. We have all these blessings. We have all these blessings so that we can give and serve and engage now courageously and continue to evolve under God's guidance and God's direction. This courageousness of this congregation has empowered us by the work of the Holy Spirit to love into this hospitality that welcomes not only individuals but groups and relationships. I have watched over the years that I've been a part of New Horizon these, uh, these groups kind of come and get connected. Whether it's a group that's a community of faith already that was in one location that's decided to locate here or a group through our merger or a group from a high school that came or high schoolers that found each other on this campus or the west campus and have begun to to be church together and to network together and to work together or maybe it's been some of our partnerships with with businesses and other not-for-profits and other uh, uh, schools and, and institutions and all these partnerships have come together, and there's this, there's this welcoming. And folks, that takes bold action. That takes courageous work. Because we, we don't know what will come of it. We don't know the end result. There's not a detailed plan, and here's what will happen at the end, and it'll be done in this time frame. We don't know that. But there will be all these things that are coming together. And the next faithful step, I'll say it again. Use it now. Use it now. The act of courage 
is an act of covenanting together. Covenanting together as we fill out those little cards or you fill out the little form on the, on the internet. Um, as you fill those out, it's always about helping each other develop as disciples of Jesus Christ. Because that's what we're about here. We want people to discover the love of God, develop as disciples of Jesus Christ, and deploy into the work of ministry with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we're, we're doing that work everywhere, and that's what this covenant commitment is about. It's, a, it's about helping each other develop as disciples and, and supporting and undergirding each other with prayer and finances and resources so that we can go out and deploy as missionaries in the world, using up the buildings, using up the sites, using up the technology that will be out of date in six months. You know, and we'll need to resource it all over again, probably twice in the next year, you know. And we covenant to do this together. And we don't know the end of this, but we do know what God is calling us to now. So I was a part of a church 30-some-odd years ago, south of here in Homestead. I was part of the pastoral team, and it was time for us to build a building. We felt like we needed to build a building. It was important for us to build a building. That was back in the day when people used to all gather together in the same room and eat together as part of church. Some of you might remember that. And so we were tripping over each other in this small little room and trying to use a tiny little kitchen, and most of the community was farmers, and so the farmers were always bringing in produce and donating things that we would use, and we just didn't have space to do the mission, to do the work, and to, to gather together. And so um, it was time to build a building. And we raised money, and the budget for the building was $750,000, and we engaged an architect said, architect, this is what we want in the building, this is, what we're going to, this is our mission and our ministry, what needs to happen, what we need to do, and we need this, this hall and this kitchen and these bathrooms and this sort of thing. And the architect went and did his job and came back and did everything that we asked him to do and said the estimated cost is $1.1 million. And we're talking about more than 30 years ago. $1.1 million. We only had 750 or we felt like we could have 750 so we, then we said to the architect, well, you need to go draw something else, you know, and knock off about $300,000 off of that. And so the architect did their job again and went and knocked it all down. And man, it was an ugly old little square box that we were already too much ministry to fit into there. And so there was this bold and courageous step to build something that we couldn't afford. or wasn't in our budget, I should say. You never say you can't afford it because, you know, we can. God's already given us the resources to do anything we want. It just depends on how much we're going to covenant with each other to do that, right? And so um, we went ahead and we built the building. And we had debt, which having debt with farmers is, you know, farmers don't like that. Um, and uh, we began that, we began that uh, uh, work of utilizing this beautiful building, you know, the building had these movable walls, and so one part of the uh, half of the building could be up against a, a staging kind of area, and uh, you could have two large classrooms, or you could open it all up for a grand hall, and then it had some dedicated built-in classrooms, and it had these big, wonderful bathrooms that had showers in them. I insisted that they have showers, 
That was part of one of the things that I said. I said, you got to do that. You know, people are going to be in, in mission and come down here for ministry with the migrant community. We need places for mission teams to stay. And so we needed the showers, and I pushed for that. And, uh, and, and we, the whole building's done, and we're utilizing this beautiful building, commercial kitchen for feeding programs, and the school that, was, uh, that we had there. It was just a wonderful thing. Two years after the building was finished, two years after the building was finished, Hurricane Andrew hit. Hurricane Andrew hit. And so the resources for funding the building, you can understand what happened there, right? The building that had new codes and new buildings, so it, it stood strong. It stood well. You know, it had a little bit of, uh, you know, just prettiness damage, but it was, it was working good. It became the heartbeat and the center point for the United Methodist response to Hurricane Andrew and the food distribution and the water distribution and the clothes distribution, places where mission teams would come and stay so they could go out and repair people's homes and uh, bring food and necessities to the immigrant uh, migrant workers in the area and where other uh, work could be done. Uh, had the parking lot that we built for it was a place where big trucks would come in with the, for stuff to be distributed and donations. And it became like this hub down in South Dade for ministry to happen. You know, you never know when the storms of life are going to come. You just act today for, for God's work of God's kingdom. That building became the place where a contemporary worship service was born. It became a place where a worship service in Spanish happened for the neighboring community. It became an unbelievable work of ministry. And guess what? 30-some-odd years later, it's an old, tired building, and it's paid for. But you have to take the bold, courageous action in the moment. You have to take that bold and courageous act in the moment. And this is one of those moments. Our COVID situation has created a context of church that we've never experienced before. The situation of our economy and our world and our community and our relations is different than it was two years ago. And this is the moment when we disciples and followers of Jesus Christ can act boldly, can act courageously. And that's what we're asking you to do with these covenant cards. It's a courageous act. A courageous act to, to pray and engage and give and serve in ways that bless the community, that encourage one another, and lift each other up, and are part of God's kingdom work now and into the future. So we covenant together today to take a courageous step of faith. want us to pause, and I'm going to give you some opportunity to, um, to pray over your covenant commitment, whether you've got a paper card in your hand or you're, you've already done it online like, like I did or you're getting ready to do it, but I want you to do it today. If you haven't done it yet, I want you to do it today in this moment. Now is the time. Now is the moment to to make that covenant commitment. And yes, 
it says pray, engage, give, serve. Check every box. You know, on the giving, you put in your, your estimate of giving for, for next year. And courageously, we take that step together to be a covenant community that will lift each other up and empower each other and be about this great and wonderful work that has provided for us to face this time. And we boldly and courageously act today so that tomorrow we are facing what God offers us and gives us the opportunity for. Let's take a couple of silent moments of prayer. And you know what? If you have a paper card, and there are some paper cards here if you want to do it. If you're on site and you want to take a paper card and you want to come down to the altar and pray and leave it here, you're welcome to do that. But let's take some quiet moments of prayer. And then I'll lead us in our in a prayer over our covenant commitment. Most gracious Lord, we are in a time in our world, in our nation, in our communities, in our own households, in our lives where the, the future is a big question mark. And we're people who love to know when and what time and set achievable goals and reach them by the marker and we want to know all the details and have all the information. But Lord, you, you are a wonderful God in the mystery of who you are. And so Lord, we, uh, we pray a prayer of gratitude for the hope that you offer us in your promise and your covenant commitment to us of what the future holds because of Jesus Christ and the return of Christ, because of the Holy Spirit that is powerfully present in our lives right now. And so, Lord, this day, this day we take a courageous act to respond to your covenant with us, with a covenant to you and with one another. May the covenants that we share express our love for you and our love for others. May our, our vows to pray and engage 
and to give and to serve be honored and reflected in our daily lives. May we, may we honor you as we pray to you and pray for one another and pray for the community of faith, the, the church, each and every day. Show us the opportunities to engage in, in relationships, to engage in worship, to engage in your word, to engage in the life of the community, to in, engage with things that we've never done before, like a, a church in technology. Lord, bless and, and multiply our, our giving. May our, may our giving be encouragement to one another as, as bold steps are, are taken because the resources are shared. Lord, uh, strengthen us for the serving that we will do in the days ahead. Not just during the Thanksgiving and Christmas times of a few donations and packing a few baskets, but day in and day out throughout the year of, of serving and loving on our brothers and sisters in our neighborhoods and in our community and, and throughout the world. Lord, we pray your Holy Spirit pour over these covenant cards, these covenant commitments that we offer you this day. And that they be blessed In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. God is a good God, so let's raise a hallelujah. As you're able, let's stand and sing together. I raise a hallelujah. In the presence of my enemy, I raise a hallelujah, louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah, my weapon is a melody. to fight for me.
sing a praise, sing a praise, sing a hallelujah, because the kingdom of God is at hand. And a word of Jesus' warning to those of us who would, uh, who would procrastinate and say, oh, oh I'll, I'll take a card home with me and think about it. Or I really should check the internet and go on the church website and do that. A word to those, now is the moment. Now is the time. Today is the moment. I have a son who missed a field trip because I procrastinated filling out the paperwork. You know? You know? Yeah, I hear everybody, oh. What's the next generation going to miss if we procrastinate? Don't be distracted. The kingdom is at hand now. The gospel is upon us. This is the moment. Go in peace with the sure and certain hope that Jesus Christ is present. Amen and amen. I'm going to sing in the